Hello, hello, hello. I'm Jan Goldstein, and this is All That Matters. There I am, standing at a graveside, about to bury someone so very important to me and thousands of others. I look up. Everyone has left but eight people. Eight people whose identities were all secret. They were a secret honor guard. I'll tell you more about them in a moment. First of all, good to be with you for our 91st week. We're going in the next number of weeks. We'll be heading to 100 episodes here on All That Matters. I'm so glad so many of you have chosen to share this time with us. I hope it provokes thought, uh, reshapes the way we look at things, and gives us a jolt of positivity to take into the week. That's exactly why it matters. To begin my story, I must begin at the beginning, of course, which is the best place to start. And it begins with a man named... Emi Lichtenfeld. Emi Lichtenfeld was born on May 26, 1910, to a Hungarian Jewish family in Budapest in the Austro-Hungarian Empire. He grew up in Pressburg in what is today a town in Bratislava. His father, Samuel Lichtenfeld, was a chief inspector on the Bratislava police force and a former circus acrobat as well as owner of the Hercules Gymnasium where Emi trained and where his father taught self-defense. Now, Emi, who I would meet years later in his older age, was a successful swimmer, boxer, wrestler, gymnast, was a champion with the Slovak national wrestling team. And in the same year that he won that championship with the wrestling team, he won the national boxing championship and an international gymnastics championship. So imagine this guy, boxing and wrestling and a gymnast and a champion at all three. But in the late 1930s, there were anti-Semitic riots threatening the Jewish population of Europe, including his country. And together with other Jewish boxers and wrestlers, Emi helped to defend his Jewish neighborhood against fascist gangs. And he soon realized sport had little in common with real combat, so he developed a system of techniques for practical self-defense in life-threatening situations. In 1935, he visited mandatory Palestine with a team of Jewish wrestlers to participate in the Maccabia Games that the uh, British were allowing there to take place and then later returned to Czechoslovakia to face increasing anti-Semitic violence, organizing young Jews to protect his community. Now, there on the streets, Emi acquired hard-won experience, a, a crucial understanding of the difference between sport fighting and street fighting, 
and he developed his fundamental self-defense principle, which was to use natural movements and reactions, natural movements and reactions for defense, combined with an immediate and decisive counterattack, including the refined theory of simultaneous defense and attack. Now, I don't know a lot about all this, but I did take a course in Krav Maga, and that, of course, is the system that Emi created. In 1940, Lichtenfeld fled the rise of Nazism in Slovakia, and he headed for Palestine on the Aliyah Bet vessel Pencho, which shipwrecked in the Aegean Sea. He finally reached Palestine in 42 after serving with distinction in the British-supervised Free Czechoslovak Legion in North Africa. Now, the Haganah, which was Israel or in then early Israel's uh, leaders uh, of their defense, they immediately recognized Emi's fighting prowess and ingenuity. And by 44, Emi began training fighters, including elite units of the Haganah, the then and the Palmach, that were forerunners of the special units of what is now the Israel Defense Forces. So in 1948, when the State of Israel was founded and the Israel Defense Forces was formed, Emi became chief instructor for physical fitness, and this new system he developed called Krav Maga, which is Hebrew for close touch, at the Israel Defense Forces School of Combat Fitness, where he remained for 20 years. Now, when Emi finished that, he began adapting and modifying Krav Maga for civilians so that any man or woman, any boy or girl, could survive an assault and an attack. And he established training centers in Tel Aviv and Netanya. Now, how did I learn and meet Emi? Through my friend, Darren Levine. Darren is the chief instructor of Krav Maga worldwide today. He's a six-degree black belt, one of the highest-ranked Krav Maga instructors in the world, and he received extensive training directly from Emi, the creator of Krav Maga. How did he get involved? Because his mother, Shirley, who for whom I taught in school and for and who helped shape me, really like a second mom, she had heard about it. She shared it with Darren and ended up sponsoring and supporting him and getting others to sponsor him to go to Israel and to train there, to find out more about what this was about and bring it back to a day school where he would be able to teach it to children there. And the beauty of this particular kind of martial arts is that it was very centered on humanity. You should know how to defend yourself so that you can walk in peace, not so that you can start fights. In fact, Krav Maga, as Darren always explained to me, is very much about uh, a defensive, even though you, you become offensive at the same time as you're defensive, to hold off and to and to survive any threat. It was... Uh, created really with the idea of a quiet strength, a sense of confidence in you that you can handle yourself. And with the idea uh, and the goal that you will not have to. You're ready to, but that you will not have to, that you will never use it uh, in a way that would be abusive. 
And there's a beautiful gentleness about it, which I found in the man who Darren and Shirley introduced me to when he came to America and he spoke at the school. I should tell you that in recognition of his extraordinary contributions uh, to Krav Maga, Darren uh, has received one of only two founding diplomas ever issued by EMI and an internationally recognized self-defense and counterterrorism expert. Darren Levine has taught thousands of civilians and police officers as well as military special operations and anti-terrorist units in the U.S. and abroad. In addition to all that, Darren serves as a Los Angeles County Prosecutor and Assistant Head Deputy of the Target Crimes Division. A remarkable man. He told me that Emi's system of Krav Maga was founded on moral and human values, that it emphasized personal integrity, nonviolence, good citizenship, and humble conduct. To date, Krav Maga has been taught to thousands of civilians, law enforcement, military personnel in Israel, Europe, and the U.S. And I say, through his efforts, Emi has saved numerous lives. Now, Emi died some time ago. And really, it's through Darren and all of those that he's trained that Emi continues to live. That Emi continues to do what he learned to do on the streets in Europe against fascist groups and against Nazis. He learned to defend his community. But he learned something about humanity as well. That we must be willing to put ourselves out there but we must know how to take a punch and deliver one, but in so doing, walk in humbleness so that one is strengthened inside and is able to act in peace on the outside. Well, back to that graveside. We were there gathered to bury Shirley, Darren's mother, at the end of her life. A remarkable woman, as I say, someone after my mom's death, who continued to shape me, to help me through some very challenging times in my own life. And when we went to lay her to rest, all the mourners who came could not make it inside the rather large chapel where we were holding the ceremony. And it spilled out onto the lawn, out into the streets. But at the very end, when we carried her coffin to bury her at her grave in Los Angeles, everyone got their opportunity to say goodbye, to pay their respects. And I think my mind at the moment was filled with memories of her so that at the end, when all of the many hundreds and hundreds had left the graveside, there were but eight individuals standing there. Seven plus Darren. His sister and his brother. And there we were. And it was only then that each of those secret mysterious individuals who remained there walked up to me one by one 
took my hand and said quietly, My ID must remain secret. I am part of the elite forces. I am part of the individuals. I am in the secret service. I am uh, part of the uh, Marines or uh, part of uh, another elite force. Each one of them, having been trained by Darren, had come to know Shirley, had indeed had dinner at her table, and had come to respect her humbleness and her gentleness, and that the gifts that Emi had represented, that she recognized and had sent her son to train in, would only have happened if Shirley had recognized that and if she had passed it along. So there, they were there to honor her and to thank her for their training. They said their training had saved them and allowed them to save others. So there, by the graveside, I met mysterious warriors, a secret honor guard, who were there to pay tribute to Shirley, to Darren, and to the man who started it all, who gave them system by which they could live with confidence and defend others at the same time. Yes, sometimes mysteries and secrets come with great honor. As I say, through his efforts, Emi Lichtenfeld saved numerous lives, has helped thousands to walk in peace. May his memory ever be for a blessing. May Shirley's memory ever be for a blessing. May Darren's hands be strengthened and all those who teach us to be confident in our own strength and to stand firmly our ground and recognize the importance of standing up for ourselves and for one another. This is really dedicated to that walk in peace that a system developed in the streets has given to future generations. May you walk in peace this week and all the weeks to come. Until next week, I'm Jan Goldstein. I hope you've learned a little bit more about all that matters. <laughs>